Arabian Night, a length in front of Frosted Departure in second. Here is Red Route 1 erupting from the back of the pack, but he is still six length behind his front-running favorite, Arabian Night. And now he's four in front. Red Route 1 might get second. He will not win the Southwest. That winner is Arabian Night. That was Vic Stauffer on the call from Saturday's Southwest Stakes at Oaklawn, where Arabian Night stamped himself as one of the, the best three-year-olds in the world. Kevin Kirstein, Darren Rogers, back here with you inside the Kentucky Derby. And D, it was quite the performance from Arabian Night that we saw on Saturday. Yeah, it was uh, absolutely sensational. He stamped himself as the fastest kid on the playground. He... Um, he is, um, he is definitely the horse to beat. He's the now horse on the road to the Kentucky Derby. And, um, it'll be interesting to see how, um, things develop over the next 13 weeks between now and the first Saturday in May, will he be transferred to another trainer, uh, to accrue points and, um, I just couldn't have been more blown away by his performance. Uh, a, a, a tip of the, uh, the glass, uh, clinking the Woodford reserve, of course, uh, the presenting sponsor of our, our podsca- a podcast with uh, over 200 flavor notes. Um, but, uh, Great sponsor drop. Thank you. I, yeah. I, well, I noticed you slipped past it. Uh, I, was, what, uh, I, I was, I was, I was just a, trying to recover I for a, you. I had a plan to go into it. I okay, like my that, bad. My no, bad. No, you're good. You're good. So I ruined yeah. your plan. No, it's all yeah. good. Plans are meant to be. But ruined. that was, uh, no, Ravian night. Uh, you know, we, we talked about how fast and, and special he, he, he looked after that performance, uh, on the breeders cup undercard, but the first time around two turns, um, also racing in the slop. Um, he just displayed that incredible speed and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Forte coming back. Um, to me, those are the top two horses that, uh, you have to run down if you're going to try and win this year's roses, you know, and once again, we've proved that we are not meteorologists. It came up a wet track down at Oaklawn and, Kind of thought, ah, it's going to be dry, weather forecast, rain's going to be later. No, it came up a wet track, so that's one thing that we can keep an eye on. Some of the horses moving out of the Southwest. Of course, Arabian Night defeated Red Route 1, who earned eight points on the road to the Kentucky Derby. Frosted Departure was in third. Uh, just not quite quick enough on the front end as uh, trainer Kenny McPeak and tried to uh, give the jock instructions to hustle him hard. His stablemate, Sun Thunder, finished fourth, earned four points. And then Jace's Road, kind of disappointed, was fifth, earning two points. That was a top five in the Southwest, but clearly Arabian Night, Darren. And he, he just took, you know, every advantage of this race from the word go out of the starting gate. He did. He was fast. He dictated the terms. Uh, he had his ears pricked, uh, waiting for... Johnny V to give him a, a command. He went out there in 22 and four, uh, 46 and four, one eleven and four. He was just coasting. I mean, he basically had a length and a half advantage down the backstretch and into the turn, uh, frosted departure probably drew within three quarters of a length leaving the turn. But Arabian Night had plenty more left. And we've seen a lot, and we've talked about this a lot with, you know, 
trainer Bob Baffert's best three-year-olds, and they just seem faster than a lot of the other horses. It's not like they're hard scent and people just say, oh, they're, they're never pressured on the lead. You know, they never really had to, you know, sort of rate behind horses. He's just shows like he's, you know, like the one fastest of those. kid on the playground. Yeah, He's I mean, just faster than everyone else out of the gate. And that'll break hearts. You know, when you chase and you try to keep up, um, you know, he was, look, he's just a special horse. Yeah. The, uh, the one thing for me, the biggest takeaway that I noticed is in deep stretch when Johnny V went to the whip, I think he went twice. Once. He showed it to him. He he waved it to him, but he, yeah. he got one tap. And and he took off. And, and it just shows that how well he was responding because he was on the front end. You know, he really didn't, you know, have any sort of pressure. Johnny, sloppy track, was completely clean silks. But he was still, you know, once Johnny gave him the tap, he just took off for the wire. And so uh, that's what impressed me the most. And here's what his jock, Johnny V, had to say after the race. Jumped so quick out of there. I did not expect him. I mean, he warmed up so quiet and great class. He's really quiet. Got to the gate. I didn't do very much with him, obviously, because I didn't want to get him too rolled up going to the first turn. I know the horse next to me. They told me they were going to send that horse. I never told Baba he can settle, be perfect. He broke, going to the first turn, took advantage of it, getting to save some ground there. Sat against him, basically, let him with the horse come to him and kind of play along a little bit in the back stretch. And, down the stretch, I, I wasn't even going to hit him, but he started running and he saw the tight tracks for where the gate was mm-hmm. and he slowed down. It's like, hey, hey, hey. And I had to kind of let him know, hey, pay attention. Once he passed out, so the lights kind of slowed down a little bit and kind of gave him one more and all of a sudden he took off again. Obviously, the, the way Bobby had him training and coming into this race, he was ready. I mean, even his gallop out was really strong. So he, he had him ready for us. And then, like you said, he had to step up, obviously going two turns, sloppy track. Everything was against him today. Um, he showed up. Very good horse. Very good horse. Uh, <laughs> he's very good. He's very good horse. Uh, so it sounds as if he's going to get plenty of time now between his next start. Right. So I, I don't expect him to come back for the rebel. Uh, I also, I'd be surprised if he comes back and um, anytime in mid March, I, I think, I think he's going to have one race in advance of the Derby um, for an attempt to accrue points. And he'll have to finish in the top two. And I, wherever he ends up, I, I, I wouldn't imagine um, this horse doing anything but that. I mean, this is a, this is a really special horse. This is, uh, he's only got two lifetime starts, but um, he's very, very good. Yeah. And, you know, with, you know, trainer Bob Baffert saying he wants to give him plenty of time between starts, the April 1st Arkansas Derby could be an option. The next weekend after that is a Santa Anita Derby on April the 8th. It would be likely one of those two spots. You would I think, think he puts them on the road again. Yeah. I think I'd, I think I'd rather have the, if, if you're looking for the time between starts, I would think he's going to run five weeks out of the Kentucky Derby um, rather than four. So we'll, we'll see, um, yeah. you know, and again, the horse has to be transferred to another trainer uh, by February the 28th in order for Arabian night to be eligible to accrue points. But he is, uh, he, he, he's, he's, he's the leader in the clubhouse right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, with zero points, with zero he's points, the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, you know, what we're dealing with right now. Um, you know, some of the other horses in the race that, you know, we talked about and, 
kind of ones that we thought could garner attention. I think the biggest disappointment was the two Brad Cox trainees, Corona Bolt and Jace's Road. Corona Bolt just sort of seemed to back up, and then Jace's Road looked like he tried to make a, a, a mild bid. I don't want to even call it a mild bid, but he he you know he tried to get into contention and then just sort of flattened out. Um, trainer Brad Cox both said you know he's sort of trying to you know erase both of those efforts, maybe draw a line through them head back to the fairgrounds with both horses. And uh, he thinks Corona bolt, maybe trying another day was, that was his first time going two turns. Maybe didn't handle the slop. And then Jace's road, sort of the same thing too. Uh, I just think, you know, we've seen Jace's road throw the clunker. It's just sort of odd to me. Maybe the outlier is that, you know, the win in the gun runner and maybe he's just not quite there uh, yet because two, Really bad efforts, and uh, this wasn't really bad, Darren, but it was just it, it, maybe it was really bad. Well, it wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> I right. Mean, I mean, I don't know so really he, how else well, to put it. Politically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 broke well, um, but and you know he he showed speed the the race before in the Gun Runner. Um, Joe Talamo when he broke well, and again breaking from the three hole down on the inside, you could see Joe kind of took a little hold. Uh, of him. So I think he wanted him to relax. I don't think they wanted to be on the lead and he was definitely trying to get in the clear on the outside of horses, which, which he was, I mean, he was fifth in the clear, probably about, you know, two wide down the back stretch. And then he made a, a, a three wide pounce, um, you know, and, and leaving the turn and he looked like he was in position, but I mean, that was with, you know, he got within two lengths of Arabian night and within that one big move, it was over just like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was done. You could see he, he was urged, uh, had nothing. And then he, and then he just kept on. So, you know, Brad Cox is going to ask himself, well, why was it? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it might be the dry and maybe it's a wet track. Maybe he needs a dry track, but he's got to go back to the drawing board because that's not going to be good enough on this road. No, it's not. And then Corona bolt who I lean to maybe, you know, see if he can try it again. I mean, it was first start two turns first start going on, you know, a sloppy track. And then again, where the pace scenario worked out where we knew how quick he was from the gate, Flavian Pratt, you know, didn't go on with it. And well, it's, it's maybe because he couldn't because, you know, Arabian night was and frosted departure were just faster. I rewatched that might be the case. They might just be faster. I rewatched the the race a few times, and you could see when the gates open, Pratt was sending Corona Bolt. Yeah. He was just outfooted. Mm-hmm. Um, was he outfoot? He looked like a horse who was spinning his wheels throughout the race. Um, you know, he was stuck down on the inside. Um, basically, he was running and forth. Pratt, you could see. Okay, this is what we got. I'm just going to, I'm not going to get in the way of him. He wasn't raiding him, but he wasn't sending him. No, he was just sort of that little loop, almost like a loose range, just sort of letting yep. him go. And he, and he, you can't send him the whole time. Um, and so that's, but then again, you know, he, he looked like he was spinning his wheels. Yeah. He, and that's, that's exactly what it looked like to me. He got within three lengths, but really had nothing to offer down the lane. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we can draw a total conclusion on whether or not he'll eventually be a one-turn horse, which I lean towards. But 
there were times in there where he, 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 he looked like he might be able to route again. Yeah. A horse that did make, uh, you know, a little bit of headway down the lane was red, well, red route one. Uh, and this is a horse who Steve Asmussen said after the race, he's a very excited horse, physically, family, everything. He's going to go as far as they run a race. He's going, he's getting strong at the right time. We'll see what they can get done with him. Uh, he's likely to go on to the rebel, uh, for Asmussen down at, uh, at Oakland. He's the, uh, full, uh, he's by gun runner. Um, and he's a full to, uh, untappable or his dam is the, the dam, the uh, dam untappable. Is. Yeah. Uh, so, she, I mean, look, we know what untappable was oh, and yeah. you know, he's not quite there yet. I thought he ran very, very well. Um, he was last down the back stretch, um, throughout he made, you know, his move kind of midway around the turn, um, was racing along the inside. Then he tipped out. Um, I, I thought, I thought that was a great, uh, next step and a distance of ground should not be a problem for him. So it, going into the race, we, we talked about how he just looks like he's a grinder, a one run type of horse. And, and, and that might be the case, but that's not bad as the distances get longer. So uh, I think he's going to continue to make noise on the road. What do you make of frosted departure? Who uh Fun horse. Arabian Night and then and then Sun Thunder, his stable mate, uh was okay as well. I think, you know, these are both intriguing horses giving another look at. Yeah, I, you know, Frosted Departure, he was hard sent. Um, you know, tried to get that lead, tried to put pressure on uh, Arabian Night, and it was just kind of to no avail. Um, so then he was basically chasing from a length and a half back. And you know, he came within three quarters of a length, leaving the turn. Um, you know, he was fought hard it, 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 and, you know, grinded his way down the stretch, um, after chasing that pace. And it wasn't until the final hundred yards that, that red route one, uh, was able to, uh, to pass him for a uh, second. So he ended up, you know, running a good third, um, he, he, along with Red Route One, are probably both going to come back in the Rebel. Uh, Sun Thunder, you know, he he was outfooted early, uh, just like he was in his prior start. I thought he had a good rhythm, um, you know, down on the you know inside down the back stretch. Um, you know, he moved around tired horses um, around the turn, and you know, he just kind of grinded his way there. So I don't know if it's you know, the, the, the wet track or whatever, but I, I, I would give him another try. Yeah. And, uh, he'll be nominated, I think for a number of spots, according to King peak, the risen star, he nominated for the rebel and maybe even the Turfway series, as Kenny mentioned, of course, the John Battaglia Memorial or the Jeff Ruby stakes. And so he's not afraid, uh, Kenny McPeak to run them back off of shorter rest, uh, you know, he, he does give horses time if they need to, but he's one that will run in three weeks. And, uh, if the field is right, then the money is right. How about the tomato, the tomato, <laughs> the to- El tomate. Yeah. I, I, I did play my exacto with, did the, you? yeah. yeah. I, and, and I, I was surprised he was urged to go from the start. Yeah. Right. I've, um, you know, but he, he, he chased in third down the back stretch and was in the clear. And I thought, you know, wow, this could come back big. Yeah. He was in a good position and then uh, was empty. The water was too deep 
for El Tomate and also too deep for Western Ghent. Yes, it was. And uh, so the next stop on Oaklawn's road to the Kentucky Derby, of course, is the Rebel Stakes, as we mentioned, as we'll see a couple horses out of there. We'll see who else may show up in that Rebel. Um, and you, you may get some horses shipping from the fairgrounds or some other horses that are based at Oaklawn that aren't quite ready yet uh, that we'll see in uh, the Rebel, which... It's just in four weeks' time on uh, February the 25th down at Oakland. That's a million-dollar grade two event. million bucks for the Rebel. 50, 20, 15, 10, five points for the top five finishers, eligible finishers. In that race, what else do we see this weekend, D? We, well, uh, well, it was a big weekend for, for Baffert. Uh, yeah. He ran one, two, three in the San Vicente, the seven furlong sprint. Having a meltdown, uh, beat Faustin by one and a half lengths, wired the field. Uh, Fort Warren was uh, well back in third. Um, it's interesting, you know, comparing Arabian Night to those, you know, the, the top duo in, in the San Vicente of, of the Baffert trainees or even the other, you know, four that we're going to see possibly in the Bob Lewis. Uh, just how much he seems to separate himself from the, the rest of, of Bob's three-year-olds right now yeah but having a meltdown is a is a sprinter i mean he's a one-turn horse Uh, he's going to be kept at one turn fact next is going to be a trip to the middle east on february the 25th for the 1.5 million dollar saudi cup which is a one-turn one-mile race um and a stable mate speed boat beach is also going to join him in that race but Having a meltdown is a very nice sprinter. Um, as for Faustin, I, you know, he wants more ground, and that was a runner-up effort, and we'll see what he does as the distances get, uh, you know, longer. I think he'll he'll continue to make noise out on the West Coast. It's, look, we had three of the four horses were trained by Bob Baffert in the San Vicente. We had... 16 nominees for the Robert Lewis in California where 14 of the 16 are trained by Baffert. The other one was a Peter Miller. Then you had a, a a John sheriffs. They drew for the Bob Lewis and it's a four horse field. All four of them trained by Baffert. Um, that's not a great sign for California. I know there's been a lot of, um, chatter as to something has to be done you i know looked up an incredible stat yeah and i heard it you know i got the idea of the stat from actually ryan hansen who had the other trainee in the the san vicente and and he was saying that you know there are no first level allowances being written in california right now and why is that and that's because there aren't many eligible horses for first level allowances well why is that so you go back to delmar from this summer so they opened their meet on July the 22nd, and I looked at the open dirt maiden special weights for either strictly two-year-old open company or then three-year-olds when they turned older on uh, January the 1st. And so I looked at Del Mar, who ran both the summer and the fall meet, Los Al, Santa Anita, and there were 21 open maiden specials on dirt for both strictly two-year-olds or strictly three-year-olds. And Baffert horses have won sixteen of twenty-one. Sixteen so, of twenty-one. Who si- are the Who are the five that 
were not trained by Baffert. So practical move was obviously one of them. And then you, I think there's one from uh, Peter Miller. You've got one from uh, who won uh, the other day. Uh, go, uh, what was the? Go, go Rocket Ride. Go Rocket Ride. And, uh, and there was, you know, two others. And so it's like, you, you got, you know, 16 horses all coming out of the same barn. And so first level allowances just won't go. The rest of the three-year-olds are all maidens right now. So they all have run against these short-priced Bob Baffert trainees. Here's the other stat. Out of the 16, you know what their average $2 win return was? I'm going to go in the neighborhood of four to five. You know, they're a little north of that. Three to two. Okay. Three to two on uh, But so they're all well-meant uh, horses out of the, the Bob Baffert barn that has won all the maiden special weight races. And so he's pointing them to all stakes races. And that's what we've seen in the San Vicente and we've seen now in the Bob Lewis. And so there's just, you know, not a lot of winners out there that um, are eligible for these races. Going back to go rocket ride. That was a nice uh, victory for Pin Oak stud. Um, Richard Mandela trained it, it, Look, it, it, it was only, you know, he might be a one turn type of horse, uh, but he's well-bred candy ride uh, out of an uncle Mo mare. One by five and three quarter lengths at six to one, beat the Baffert trained uh, Sonoran. And uh, it was a visually very impressive and fast race. I mean, went out there in 22, 44, and three, and then stopped the teletimer in 109 and two. You know, this horse is going to be interesting to watch down the road. Uh, but, you know, Mandela is typically a very patient trainer. And, you know, whether or not he's thrown into a race like the San Felipe at some point, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, again, and and we know with Mandel and how patient he has always been for his entire career. Um, Mike Maker had a big weekend right down in South Florida. Yeah, he uh, he did okay. He had a good. uh, He did okay. He had. He also had a good New York bred uh, win up in Aqueduct um, on Saturday. Maker's Candy won by six and three quarter lengths. Got a fast time. A twirling candy out of a bluegrass cat mare, purple cat. Uh, Second career start went off favored, but won by six and three quarter lengths. Time came back fast. you know, some other horses, Brad Cox won with eyeing clover, uh, down at fairgrounds going six furlongs, one easy by nine and three quarter lengths. Again, I, I think this horse is probably more of a Pat day mile type of horse. Than yeah. Than, than, I didn't than really think there was much contender. in that field either. Yeah. Um, good to see Norm Cassie, uh, back in the winter circle at Oaklawn one with easy action, but it's a spites town out of a, into mischief mare. So I would think, uh, one turn is probably best, but those were some of the other horses I thought uh, over the weekend that deserved a mention. Yeah. There were a couple uh, other three-year-olds that ran down at Gulfstream. Uh, I just think they have a long way to go uh, right now on the road to the Kentucky Derby to uh, stamp their names to some of the powerful horses down in Florida. Well, like mage one yeah. on Saturday, a nice debut at 11 to one for Gustavo Delgado. He, always involved on the trail. Um, it's a good magic. I don't know what the good, ma- are the good magic's going to go long. I don't know. I, I, we I just got to, we, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. It's right? like the bolt Doros. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
Big brown mare. Remember Puka? Oh yeah. She was Uh nice. That's, that's, that's her dam or his dam rather. Um, so, you know, that was nice going seven furlongs for Gustavo Delgado. I liked bourbon resolution in that race. He ran second. Yeah, I I know you uh, did. Uh, I think Ian, I've, I talked to him. He's going to triple crown nominate him, maybe get his maiden broke, and he definitely would relish going two turns. Yeah, and the first level allowance went to a dangerous ride for Carlos David. I didn't. I wasn't really impressed by that no, race overall. No, came back slow. Yeah. Came back slow. Um, so there's that. There's our little Monday morning quarterback recapping. Uh, we have a big weekend ahead next Saturday with the trio of uh, – Big three-year-old prep races, including two of them that will award points on the road to the Kentucky Derby uh, with the Withers at Aqueduct, the Holy Bull down at Gulfstream, and the Bob Lewis, which none of the four for Bob Baffert are eligible to garner points at this time. The Holy Bull and the Bob Lewis were drawn already, waiting on the Withers, and uh, so we'll do a deep dive into those races later on this week, Darren, but it was, uh, I like when racetracks get these races out early and get them into our hands. It's fun to do some extra handicapping. Yeah. I looking forward to the Holy bowl. Uh, it looks like, uh, you know, cyclone mischief, maybe the horse to beat in there for Dale Romans. Uh, the withers might be coming up a little short. They haven't drawn it yet, but Arctic arrogance, the, who was the runner up in the Remsen and the Jerome, Probably going to lead the way along with uh, the Jerome third place finisher, General Banker, a hit show for Brad Cox, scratched out of the Southwest in favor of the Withers this week. Maybe you get a 90% Maddie. Uh, the trainer was pointing uh, that Colt to the February 18th Miracle Wood, which is a one turn mile. The horse just raced seven furlongs. Do you go seven furlongs to nine? Um, Maybe you do it if it's a short field and then Andiamo off for Renzi is also a possibility for the withers. Um, yeah, the, the, like I said, all four horses for the Lewis Arabian lion, Newgate, Worcester, uh, and hard to figure trained by Bob Baffert and therefore no points will be, uh, on the line there, but the Holy bowl. I can't wait to talk about it on Thursday. Absolutely. And I'll leave you with this great line from Dale Romans. He said of Cyclone Mischief, the likely favorite. I think he's one of the best three-year-olds in the country and he's training like one. I love when Dale talks up his three-year-olds. We'll talk about all that and more on Thursday on inside the Kentucky Derby. We're going to go get our hard hats on and, Here's some of the construction that's going on here around the Downs right now with less than 100 days remaining until the first Saturday in May. We'll be ready. I hope you are, and we'll talk again on Thursday. 